Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, Truth Seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your hostess, Christine Blasdale. And buckle up, buttercups, because today we are going to be mind shifting a little bit uh, our reality with my very special guest today. Uh, my guest is Shiraz Babu, and he is a reality interventionist, which I, I'm sure like at parties when people say, so what is it that you do, Shiraz? They, they, when you say that, they go, huh? <laughs> what? Um, we're going to we're going to jump into that and, and talk about um, your beautiful journey that you've had as well. I, I was just reading up a little bit about um, something that you had gone through physically many years ago. And um, I just I'm so glad that our our paths crossed and that I can get you on the show so we can talk about this thing called reality or or virtual reality, whatever game we're playing. <laughs> I think a lot of people would like to know. So welcome to Out of the Box, Straws. Thank you, Christy. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to this. So let's say I am at a party and I say, hello, young men. <laughs> what is it that you do? What would your response be? First of all, I'd say thank you for calling me young man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I would say I am a reality interventionist. So I help people get out of what I call reality addiction. Hmm. Most people don't realize you are actually addicted to your current reality, your current circumstances. And so when you try to change those circumstances, you can go into withdrawal. So if you've ever gone through a course, uh, gone for a retreat, and it's supposed to change your life, and it did for a little while, and then you lost it, it wasn't that the course was ineffective. It's that it was effective, but then your body went to in withdrawal, caused you to act in a certain way to cause to make your life go back to the way it was. And then you're back getting your fix of the old reality. And you're like, ah, now consciously, you're not consciously. You're like, what the hell? I had it and I lost it. But unconsciously, it's, oh, we're back into the addiction. Yay. We're back to what's comfortable. Yes. Even if it was painful. Yeah. <laughs> even if it was uncomfortable <laughs> even if it was uncomfortable it's more comfortable this is something this is um i love that because we are addicted to our reality aren't we but also i think we seem to be victims of or maybe we react to things in life um yep. and and we're participants or we're viewers i would say we're more, a lot of times we're more viewers of life than active participants. In other words, we react to situations. Sometimes we react nobly, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we, mm -hmm. we react with that fear, that fight or flight um, type thing. But let's dive more into that about, um, because most people think, well, my reality is my reality. How yeah. is it, how, how could it be any different? Can you expand on that? So, your reality is just a bunch of stories. 
And you get taught stories growing up. You think those stories are real and true, and that's the way reality works. But someone with completely different stories creates a different reality. And when you learn that you can adjust those stories, you can edit them, or you can write completely new stories, then you learn how to change your entire reality around you. And it's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's actually simple. Like the techniques mm -hmm. are very, very simple, but if it was easy, everyone would have the life they wanted right now. I like that. So it's not necessarily easy, but it's simple. Mm -hmm. I like that. Simple meaning, what, what would you say? Um, simple meaning being able to go back and change those things that we, the stories that we have in our head of what happened to us? So the, the techniques to change your reality uh, are not hard to implement. Um, as long as you're diligent about it. But most people aren't because it's easier to stay where you are. It's like, would you love to be a bodybuilder? Some people are like, yeah, I'd love to have like the best body in the world. And some people especially want to be that big bodybuilder. But who's got the diligence? Who's Who's got the endurance, the dedication to go through that? Like not just the exercise, the diet, the regiment, everything, right? And you, you've seen bodybuilders, you know, they've got a certain regiment, they just follow it and they get the results. And there's an exact same thing for altering your reality. Follow the regiment, you'll get your results. And people just <laughs> find, uh, it's too much work, or I, I can't do it every day. I need some excuses. And again, every time you have an excuse, or you can't do it, or you forget, or whatever, that's all the withdrawal symptoms saying, let's go back to the way things were. Feels good there. Uh, it reminds me of the matrix a bit. Yeah. You know, it does. It reminds me of the matrix. So, so, um, get, you know, that unplugging, you know, that, that idea of this is going to, this might be a little difficult letting go mm -hmm. of those stories that we've had. I love the idea of being able to go back and change those things that we, mm, that we believe ha they've happened to us. And then thus we are the way we are the, or we have relationships with people based on those stories, those memories, right. Mm -hmm. That we, that we've yeah. had. Um, can you talk a bit more about that, how we can rewrite those, those stories? So what's happening in your current realities, you've created stories that 90, 99% of the stories you're creating are protection stories. They're trying to keep you from going into emotional distress. And so when, when you get that, that that's your mind's priority is to avoid emotional distress, and it doesn't give a crap about for, uh, physical circumstances, then you'll see how all those stories evolved. So for instance, if you, um, if you had your heart broken, right, and that's, that's, painful and there's this unconscious oath that's i don't want to ever have my heart broken again and so then from that one incident that happened now you start going through other relationships and you don't open up your heart because if you open up your heart it might get broken and then you you might meet someone and that that person is really into you and they'd like to have a relationship with you but you're not opening up your heart and they can feel that they're like, I'm not really not connecting with this person. So you know what? I'm just going to break up with them. And then you say, oh, good thing I didn't open up my heart because they broke up with me. 
not realizing that you're creating the evidence to justify staying in the state you're in, and then you'll do it over and over and over again. And when you look back, you're going to say, look, I had this relationship and this relationship, and this relationship, this one, I didn't like this one. They, they left me this one. I couldn't trust, but you're constantly choosing people to justify your story. And then looking back at the evidence that you put there and saying it must be real and true. Right? So. Yeah. I, um, I recently spoke to someone and it was so true because when you, when you have those, those stories, right. That someone's going to break my heart. You look, you search for proof of that. Yep. So whereas if you say, you know what, that was that one person, that was a time in my life. I was, you know, I was different. This person was going through whatever and that there is still someone out there for me. I'm sure there is. Instead of that, when you keep telling your story, that story about people are just going to break my heart. Then you look for those clues. You look for that justification. I don't know if that's yep. your ego who wants to be correct or, or what. That's that part is. of it. Yeah, that's part of it. I, I've seen people stuck in stories for no other reason than they get to be right. Oh, yep. And I've seen them have illness. I've seen them have poverty. I've seen them have loneliness, uh, failure, but then they get to be right over and over and over again. Right. And <laughs> and and stay connected into that matrix uh, yep. as well, Uh especially when it comes to, you know, not only relationships, how, our relationship with the outside world, but also our relationship with ourselves, I find is like the most, one of the most important relationships that we should be aware of. Can you talk about those two, those self, sto those stories about ourselves, um, be it, uh, be it I'm, I'm, I'm too old for this. I'm too this. I'm too that. You know, nobody, nobody likes me. I'm not going to be a success because of X, Y, Z. Those stories that we tell ourselves. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Okay. Well, I'm going to give a slight correction there. You said that the relationship with one with ourselves is one of the most important. No, it's the most important mm -hmm. <laughs> relationship. Absolutely. So, and and that's 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 actually an issue too because that's not what we're taught. We're taught put other people first, right? You've got to take care of everyone else. And really you have to take care of yourself first. But the other thing that happens as we grow up is we learn how to function in the world based on people that are already flawed. <laughs> and they try to do the best to teach us, but they're, they're only, they can only teach us what they know. And what most people know is incredibly limiting. So, they teach you, you've got to fit in, you've got to prove your worth, you know, you've got to demonstrate that you have value. And some people will think, well, yeah, you do. Otherwise, who's going to hire you or who's going to want to work with you? But when you have to show people that you have value, show people that you are lovable, that typically comes from a place of either ego, um saying like because it's all about show it's not i have value it's i have to show i have value or it comes from insecurity in which i don't feel like i have enough value so i've got to put on this show to convince me and others that i have value right? but when you just know you are inherently valuable people will see it there's no show involved they'll just recognize it in you they'll want to be with you they'll want to work with you and every human being is inherently valuable. 
I mean, it's, I, I can't think of any person that said, you know, I, I held a little baby and I thought, well, you haven't done anything in your life yet. You're completely used to <laughs> Right. Right. So you're holding this baby and you can feel the value coming off the baby. And as that baby grows, it only accumulates more value in the world. It never decreases in value. It may take on traits and stuff that make you make you feel like, well, that's not such a good person. But every experience only adds to that value because anyone can take those experiences and use them for, for good or bad at any moment. But the value is still there. And when you realize that you were once that baby and everything in your life is only attributed more value to you, then why would you ever think you're not worth much? This, that seems to be seems to be an epidemic of low self-worth um mm. and it doesn't matter what levels of success people are at i i work i coach a lot of a lot of women in business solopreneurs or um entrepreneurs mm. coaches consultants and so many still suffer from imposter syndrome yep. and they can be they can have a master's degree. They could be, you know, the head of a company. It doesn't matter that imposter syndrome. It's that, that voice, that voice that keeps coming in saying, who are you? Who are you to think that you can help other people? Who are you to think that people are going to listen to you or, or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and I, I find that that sometimes is the biggest hurdle for people to overcome in order to, to be successful in, in a holistic way, not just successful financially or business, but successful, you know, happy, <laughs> happy individual, uh, that imposter syndrome. And um, I don't know if you've, well, maybe with the, the wonderful clients that you've worked with, if you've had to deal with that as well, what any, any, any helpful tips that you can offer people who are feeling that? Or maybe they don't realize it, but they are. First thing you want to ask is whose voice is that? Because most of the time it's not your voice. It's a voice from your childhood. It's your mom, or your dad, or one of your teachers. And you've let their voice now dictate your life. And you're creating your reality around what they said to you or how they made you feel. And it's it's all completely limiting and and you have to get this it's just you have value so what you do is a way to express that value right um you don't need to accumulate a degree to have value the the degree can give you more information but it doesn't give you more value it's just now you've got another tool to express your value i, I actually had a client that she, i remember talking to her and she said I just need to get these two new certificates and then I can start charging the rates I want because people will see the certificates and know that, you know, I'm worth it. And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, because no one's going to uh, take you seriously and you, unless you've got enough certificates. And I said, hmm, what are my certificates? And she said, what? <laughs> I said, what are my certificates? You work with me every single month. You always come back. You're getting great results. What, what are my certificates? What are my qualifications? And she's like, I have no idea. I said, yeah, because <laughs> it's about what you can give, not whether or not you have a degree behind your, your name. Mm. <laughs> well, and, and also she saw, she can see that you're a very unique and wonderful being, you know, that's what you. I saw right away. You, you, 
and, and it's not like it, it's not even so much of what you can teach other people. It's you just being you. Right. Yep. And then being the embodiment of you, the things that you say, um, and it's not complicated. It is simple, but it's almost as if we forgot you're, you're helping us remember. Yep. Right. You're helping us yeah, remember if that, if that makes uh, sense, like we know it on a deep, deep, deep level, yeah. but we've had, you know, uh, dogma, religion, um, our society that we, you know, it's a different world for many people, Middle East versus the United States versus China versus wherever you're, you know, your and and your family unit as well. That has a great deal with it. But that Absolutely. remembering, thank you for, thank you for helping me remember some things. You're welcome. So here's the thing. What, I remember one of my coaches saying, I used to charge $30 an hour for business coaching. I now have a $10,000 VIP day. Okay. He said, do you know what I what's different and what I used to charge te- for 30, 30 bucks an hour for versus my $10,000 VIP day? Nothing. Right. And, and he said, not that I was ripping people, that I'm ripping people off of the $10,000 VIP day, but I know how much value I have now. And so this is what I want you to sort of get is that the people that are making lots and lots of money doing the same thing you do aren't necessarily better than it. They've only accessed how much value they have. They've taken away those blocks of I'm not good enough or who am I to do this? They're just like, no, I freaking deserve this. (laughs) Like I am good. I am valuable. And when you dig into that, when you acknowledge it and you just say, now I just have to express that value. I don't have to prove it. I don't have to show it. I'm just going to express it. And I can express it anywhere I want. I can express it through coaching. I can express it through painting. I can express it to just hanging out with people. Then everyone else is going to start to see that value too, because the world just reflects back what you think of yourself. Mm. So if you think things are hard, things are hard. If you think no one recognizes your value, no one recognizes your value. If you have that voice saying, who are you? As in, you're not valuable, then that's what you're going to see in the world. And it's it's crazy because it is that simple. It's getting that brain trained to, I'm frigging valuable, right? And I, and I want to share that value with the world. And you'll see people saying, I will pay for that value. Well, because then also you're embodying your, your, your value and the right people will be um, attracted to you. Just like the, just like the people that will be attracted to you. If you're beating yourself up and saying that I'm worthless, yep, they'll be attracted to you like a hot potato. Oh yeah. And then you like, I don't want to do this. I hate my clients. Why do I have to work with these people? Well, because they're the people you're aligning with. Yes. So. Yes. Oh, that's so true. That is so true. And when you, when you ask people, because people get, especially coaches, coaches and consultants, they get really uncomfortable around the idea of raising their fees or asking really what they truly believe their value is. Yeah. That is um something that is so, and what they'll throw out though, is they'll say, well, but I don't want to scare off potential clients. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say to that when people throw that one up? I, I had a coach actually um, talk to me about that. I was charging $120 an hour for my sessions. And that's when I thought you're supposed to charge hourly rather than by a program, which is something I had to learn. 
And my coach says, well, if you're not going to have a program, you still have to raise your rate. And I'm like, to what? 150, maybe 175. And he's like, you said that you can get results with people in as little as five minutes. And I said, yeah. He goes, lasting results? I said, yeah. He said, you should be charging 800 to to $1,000 an hour. Uh, what? <laughs> how how like, uncomfortable did that feel when, when oh you first said God. that? Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I could do that. Absolutely not. He's like, Shiraz, you're undercharging. I said, but my mentor charges 120 bucks an hour. So 100, 140. So I'm 120. So I'm just below her, which I think is normal because she trained me. And he goes, just because she trained you doesn't mean she's as good as you. Mm. And just because she's restricting her money flow doesn't mean you have to too. This is all about you. Don't make it about anyone else. And he said, 800 to $1,000. And so finally we settled on 600. And then I went back to my clients and I said, I'm, I'm changing my pricing structure. I'm going to $600. And a bunch of them said, I can't afford $600. I can't work with you anymore. I'm like, okay. But a bunch of them just nodded and went, okay. And I looked at them and went, what do you mean? Okay. So we knew we were getting undercharged. <laughs> You're like, you knew? <laughs> Why didn't you pay me more? <laughs> I'm not going to pay more if I don't have to. <laughs> well, and the and the clients and the good thing is is that the clients too that have been working with you and they've seen really wonderful results, they're mm -hmm. like, I'll pay the extra because yep. this is just yeah, magnificent. Yeah, wow, that's really cool. I like that. Okay, so you're going to inspire me because I kind of go back. I do. I go back and forth a, a bit too because you know, I also want to help. I I have this desire to help women in business who are starting off and they don't have, they have no budget. They have, you know, they're, and they're trying to do everything right. They're trying to be, what is it? A, I forget the whole saying, a master of none. Jack of all trades. Yes. But, so whatever it is that they're offering their service, and then on top of it, you know, to be, they need to be a social media genius and they need to be a videographer and they need to be a PR, you know, a publicist and, all these things. And so part of me is like, well, I want to be able to offer what I do to people of all economic stripes. But that said, I still can, I can gift those type of things, use it as a gift. Um, but then for everybody else and to bring in the people, the, the clientele that I really want um, going up a little bit on those rates would be actually smart. Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. I like I that. I have once a month, I do a free workshop, hour long workshop. Anyone can come. They can see what I'm like. They can test out what I do and, and just enjoy it. I have a low end monthly program so that people like a whole bunch of people can get in it. They don't really have to worry about budgets. But for the people that want to be in my premium program, you have to be at a certain level. Right. My private coaching is like $25,000. But here's the thing. When you know your value. And you know, people recognize your value. When I say, well, my private coaching is $25,000, the people in the program, almost every one of them pays in full. Not even, I got to get the money together. It's like 25,000, here you go, done. <laughs> right? So I like that. So this is really helpful for for uh, for people as well. Can you repeat like what the uh, the different tiers that you have? Because I really liked, what, I like what you're what you're doing a lot. 
So, so you have, yeah, free, the, the first free one. one hour, which is just introductions. See if you, you get, it's like the taster. I, I have a low end program, which is uh, $250 a month. And that's a group program. And it's really popular. A lot of people get value because the nice thing about this is in a group setting, I work on one person. Everyone's like, oh, I got that exact same problem. And it just clears for everyone. I have a higher end program, $1,000 a month, which is a business mastermind. So we work on on business um, issues, set goals, keep accountable. But the cool thing about my business mastermind is when issues come up on getting to that new goal, we clear them right in the business mastermind. We don't just leave you going, oh my God, I've got to stretch into this. We'll stretch you right then. And then I've got my private uh, coaching, which is the $25,000 program. And that's your one-on-one. So -on -one. That's the one-on-one. -on -one. And so everything is is tiered for what people need. Right. And and it works. So everyone gets taken care of. Even if you cannot afford me, you can come to the free workshops. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. So they have a little appetizer. They get a little taste. Yep. Of Shiraz. <laughs> it's like a, having a glass of Shiraz. <laughs> glass of Shiraz. But I'm very clear with people because this is it. I know my value, and I also want my the value in my groups at a certain level. So. Anyone that is in a victim mentality, anyone that is looking for me to save them is not allowed in any of my programs. You can come out to the free things, but I want my programs filled with people that are in this place of, I know I can do this, but I've got some blocks. I need you to show me what those blocks are, mm. but I need to work myself. Those are my clients. That's a, there's a big difference. Yeah. There's a big difference. Here's one of the most valuable lessons I ever learned. Don't, don't try to work with the people that need you. Work with the people that want you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of coaches, they look for the people that need them. This person needs me. This person needs me. The people that need you most, most of the time are stuck in their stories. And you trying to help them just pulls you down to their level. The people that want you are the ones that say, I'm, I'm going to get into your program. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get into your program because you are the person I need. Bingo. They yeah. So, yeah. And that's, it's, it's that, it's that difference, but I've seen coaches lower their prices or, or go into some sort of unfair barter or whatever it is because, oh, because this person really needs me. I see how much they're struggling. They need me. And I'm like, how's the rent coming this year? <laughs> like, it's yeah. like, oh, it's really bad. Well, and then you're creating more people that need you Yeah. for the longest time too. I was, it, you know, there was a thing where I would give, because I do a strategy call, I do a, a complimentary strategy call and you know, that what would, it, what would it be? It would be, um, someone would want to pick my brain. And I, and I've heard that saying before, when I used to work at the radio station in Los Angeles, people used to come by the, the office and go, Hey, Christine, can I pick your brain? I hate that phrase. I hate it. I feel like they've got a can opener and they're opening up the top of my brain and they got a fork and a steak knife. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's the worst thing you could tell Christine. You can ask Christine. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I could be, because it's just, it's, it's, it's insulting to me. Right. Uh, but what, what I've found is that also sometimes because I'm, so excited and i get downloads i get intuitive downloads we're all intuitive i'm not a psychic and i don't market myself as a psychic coach or an intuitive coach 
at all. But as I'm talking to someone, these beautiful things just yep. drop. And so yep. I was the one I used to do this. not so much anymore, but I used to do it where I would give, like give away everything. Like I would just, just give them all my good stuff. You know, you should do this. And what about this? And I can get you, you know, get to this. And then I just realized, I was like, they just did in half an hour. I gave them so much that now they're off and running and they're not coming back. They're, they're, they're gone. They're like, yeah. thank you very much. I picked your brain. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And no. Oh. Here's, the thing. Here's the thing. It still comes back down to value because when you're really solid in your value, you can give them a half hour of content they've never had before that completely blows their mind. And they, and they can say, okay, I don't need you anymore or run away. Or they can say, oh my God, this is what you gave me in half an hour. What happens if I'm in your program? Right, And, and that's, that's the thing. As your value increases, you're going to find more and more people get that taste. And then I'm in. It's just, that's it. Right. So um, I was just at um, the Best You Expo in Los Angeles. And I, I spent some time with uh, a, a couple there and they said they came out, their lives completely changed. Uh, and an, another lady that is in marketing and she's just like, what are you doing to me? Because this stuff feels really weird. And and she, uh, the, the couple came out to events that I did this week, despite what I gave them, I'd already changed their lives, but then they came out to events this week and, and the, the marketing girl is just, is just like, uh, I'm telling everyone about what you do. And, and so she's like marketing me. I'm not even paying her for it. <laughs> she's just, Love that. Right? so, and, and she's joined my program. She's enjoying the program. And, and, uh, it's, it's just there's it's that thing that don't be afraid to give too much but um and, no and and just recognize you have so much more value right that there, there's just going to be this endless supply and the cool thing is you're constantly learning you're constantly exactly. growing so yeah. you're going to have even more value next time and more value next time and it just keeps going yes i like that i really like that too um the best you they're, they're a wonderful group of people i was uh at the first was it the first one the second one i was supposed to actually uh speak and and be there present but it was um they had to cancel the one in los angeles because of the whole covid thing it was right yeah. before that i was yeah. we were all ready to go and but bernardo moya is i think his name yes. um great guy yeah yep. very very um talented uh man as well and they bring some amazing people together as well oh that's so good that you were there that's yeah, so awesome really and so, they had 10, 10 stages going it's crazy 10 at the same time yep yes oh i miss that i miss that i miss being with all those wonderful people Ah, oh, so um so take us through, and I'm going to, um, for those that are listening and those that are watching on YouTube, we'll make sure that we're, we're going to uh, drop some uh, links for you uh, on ways that you can get in touch with Shiraz and, um, and see all the good stuff that he's doing. But take us through 
let's say, I don't want to say a typical session with you. I don't want to say that because nothing is typical with you. Um, but, but maybe, you know, let's say someone who is, let's say someone who is struggling, finding, finding their worth or declaring what their, their value is, their worth, um, because of all those stories and things that happened when they were kids and, you know, somebody said something bad on the playground and all that stuff. Um, what are some things that you work with them on to help get them to see themselves, uh, to see their true worth? A lot of it's just making them recognize what stories are running. So when I have a conversation with you, I can tell when your conscious beliefs match your unconscious beliefs. So whenever they don't, I call you on. Right. So for for instance, let's say um, you come to me and say, Shiraz, I'm, I'm doing well as a coach, uh, but not that well. I want to make at least an extra $100,000 this year. And I'll probably say, no, you don't. <laughs> and, and you're like, but no, I do. I really do. I have that money could help. I don't, I could start paying off debts. It'd be great. And I'm like, nope, that's not coming up true. And then we'll start digging down and we'll start to find things out. And it could be one major story. It's typically a whole bunch of stories that are, that are holding this reality in place. But uh, something typical is, well, if I start making an extra $100,000 a year, I know there are going to be people in my life that are going to come up and say, hey, you're making all that money now. Can I have some? Right? Can you invest in my business? Oh, you got to take care of the family now because now you're the breadwinner for the family. You got to take care of us, right? Are you are you spending your money wisely? Are you giving to the right charities? You've got so much money. Don't be stingy. Give to the right. Now, if anyone listening is having emotional reactions to what I'm saying right now, you are limiting your money flow right now, right? Because your mind avoids emotional distress over physical circumstances. The lack of money is the solution. It's not the problem. Say that again, because that's so powerful. The lack of money is the solution. It's not the problem. Yeah, yeah. And what you were just talking about is is so key with people because like you said on the outside they're saying of course i want to be successful of course i want to have uh you know i want to have time with my family and and have a nice car whatever their goals are but inside they first of all those also those stories of of how they were raised about money money is the yeah. root of all evil you know yeah. the parents arguing over the checkbook or taxes or yeah. whatever so you've got that, but then also in their mind, I know because this has happened to me, this has happened to people that I love. The idea of, let's say, making making an extra 100,000 or 250,000, whatever that is, yeah. in their mind, it's, oh, but in order to do that, I have to work harder. Yes. And if in order to work harder, I have to put more hours in and then I won't be able to see any of my friends or my family and I won't be able to, you know, so already they're thinking that they have to work harder and yeah. how, how, how on earth can anybody work harder? Cause I'm already working as hard as I can. So then the brakes are put on, right? Cause yep. hell but no, I can't work any harder than I am. Exactly. 
but you're working hard because that's what you were taught that you have to work hard to succeed. And yet there's all these other people out there that are succeeding without working hard, but you're ignoring them and saying, well, I'm going to have to work harder because that's (laughs) what we're brought up with. And here's the thing. You have to be willing to work hard to succeed, but it's the willingness that's the mandatory part, not the actual work. (laughs) Right. So I'm willing to work my butt off every day for success. And there are days where I work my butt off. But I'm also willing to sit on my butt and collect money. And there are days where I'm just hanging out and I can check my phone and see deposits going on in my bank account. (laughs) So, And it's everything in between. But if you're not willing to do the work, you're probably not going to get the results. On the other hand, if you think you have to do the work, that's the only reality you'll create for yourself. Mm. That's it. Yeah. If you think that it's, it, it, it has, you have to work hard, you have to put in more hours, then that's yeah. the reality that you're going to create. Yeah. And those, those sayings were created with good intention because there are people that just weren't working hard. And they're like, why am I not succeeding? I remember having a conversation with a couple of my buddies and they're like, our business isn't going the way we wanted to. We're not getting the clients. We're not, we're not receiving the traffic we want. And I'm like, didn't you guys spend like eight hours yesterday playing Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so? And I'm like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Wow. Shiraz, you are amazing. I'm so glad that, that our realities bumped into each other. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if people right. want to find out more um, about you and the work that you do, what's the best website for them to go to? They can go to energeticmagic.com. That's my company, Energetic Magic. Okay, I'll um, put the link in, in the uh, in the show notes. And you have something special coming up very soon, don't you? I do. And in case this is a recording, it's probably going to happen once or twice a year. So it's still coming up. Yeah. Uh, so it's already happening once a year, but we're getting pushed to do it twice. It's called the Wealthy Healers Um conference. I don't know why the last word went out of my brain. Uh, Wealthy Healers Conference. So I've, I, people, I, I don't consider myself a healer, but when you go in a more broader sense, I'm a healer. And I've noticed that most healers and that, and it's not just like energy healers, it's life coaches, it's uh, physiotherapists, naturopaths, uh, massage therapists, uh, uh, mental health specialists, grief counselors, like anyone that's trying to help physically, mentally, or spiritually to, to get people to a great place. Most of them are making less than $60,000 a year, which I think is a crime. If you're doing that kind of work and you're getting results, you should be making at least six figures. Right. So I created the Wealthy Healers Conference for healers to come in and learn how to be wealthy. So I have experts, I have multiple six and seven figure experts that are going to be talking to you about how to run a business, how to put packages together, how to market properly, um, how to leverage a book um, and all all sorts of that physical things, automate things so you don't do as much work, right? (laughs) All that stuff. Plus my host, uh, Lisa, Dr. Lisa Brew and I will be doing mindset work on the attendees to get your wealth setting up. So while you're learning the practical, you're also going through the the mental, the spiritual. So it is a transformational experience. And uh, and we, we have a lot of fun. There's networking, there's 
business hot seats where you'll have a bunch of experts tell you, you need to change your business this way and you'll get it like right on the spot. Uh, we had so much fun the last time we did it. And this time we've got even uh, bigger, better speakers and uh, and uh, some cooler interactions like lunch and learns. So uh, I'm looking for more transformation for, for healers. So because you guys deserve to make a lot of money. Exactly. And that is a, that is the thing that is a, some of the most gifted healers just struggle are struggling when yes. it comes to their business um, because they are truly gifted and again, just haven't gotten, just haven't gotten to that, that place of, of, um, of abundance within themselves. So mm -hmm. I highly recommend this. This is going to be um, something that's happening ongoing um, but if people are interested in attending, they can go to, this is the, the website that I have. Is it what's wealthyhealers.com? Yes. Wealthyhealers.com. I love the concept. Uh, there's, there are so many talented, beautiful angels walking around and they're becoming stressed because they can't pay their bills and we don't want that. So um, this is awesome. So it's wealthyhealers.com. I'll make sure I have a link in the show notes as well, uh, and as well to your website, which uh, is energeticmagic.com. Shiraz, thank you so and much for being with me today and for um, enlightening our, uh, our listeners and our viewers that are on, on YouTube. Thank you again so much. And you're welcome back anytime, dear, anytime. Thank you so much, Christine. And I also want to make a note that we've signed on a uh, a wonderful speaker by the name of Christine Blasdale. Ah, yes. Healers Conference. <laughs> so. Yes, I have to. Uh, we're gonna. I've got to get you all my things so that I know that I'm here. But yes, I'm. Um, I'm really excited because this is just the combination of all the good stuff that I love. Do you know? So um, yeah. I'm. I'm. I feel really blessed to be in your presence and to be a part of the wealthyhealers.com. So thank you so much. The conference. Oh, yes, we are. Uh, I want to thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers for tuning in today. Thank you so much. And if this resonated with you, you know, it's going to help somebody else. So share this show. If you can share the podcast or share the video, uh, the YouTube link, it's, it's so easy to do. Just click the share and you can share it on your social media and make sure that you get in touch with Shiraz too if you resonate with what he's saying. I know I I know I'm going to be working with him. I know I'm going to be um, soaking up as much as I can of his wisdom. Um, it feels good. It just feels good, Shiraz. That's Thank that's you. how I that's that's how I know it's it's true. I get goosebumps and it feels good. So um, I'll be working with you as well. So thank you again. And for more information on the podcast, you can go to outoftheboxchristine.com. For more information about me, you can go to christineblasdale.com. All those links will be in the show notes. Until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye.